Hello, this is The Playground. My name is Julia, and today is going to be another really chill back episode. I feel like most of my episodes have become very lax for a multitude of reasons. One being, I have been very busy with school and internship applications, volunteer submissions. It's been taking up so much time. I have these three research papers I need to write, which are weighing on me. <laughs> and I secondly also have been struggling with my mental health lately, so recording isn't the first thing that comes to mind when I'm not feeling that great. But all this to say, I have been doing better and I've been doing so much better in fact that today's episode, I really just kind of wanted to talk about my new obsession <laughs> with rom-coms, love songs, and I guess really anything associated with new love. For a while now, I've avoided that. I know I did a whole love section during February. That was quite ambitious of me. Just mainly being that I haven't really been in the lovey mood for a while now. And I feel like spring has turned a new leaf in that now I am so invested in love. I'm so invested in love now to the point where I am watching the cringiest of cringiest rom-coms. Right now, I am watching a rom-com called Endless Love. It's on Hulu, and I looked up the ratings for this movie, and it got a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so I'm pretty much scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I recently watched To All the Boys I Loved Before, and I watched it several years ago, and when I say watched, that's I'm using that very loosely. I was hanging out with one of my friends, and we were talking over it the entire time, and I don't even remember anything of the plot, and so it was kind of like fate, really. I was on YouTube. I watched a YouTube video by the YouTuber Nathan Zed. He does these really funny commentary videos, and this particular video is about the death of rom-coms, and he included to all the boys I loved before in it, and it was very brief, and the thing that stood out to me was that the main character was Asian, and I don't know, something in me was just so pulled into the idea of watching a rom-com with an Asian love interest. So I'm watching To All The Boys I Loved Before, and I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say this, but I am kind of obsessed with To All The Boys I Loved Before. <laughs> And immediately after I finished the first video, I started watching the second one. And I dare say, I like the second one more than the first one. And of course, after the second one, I was like, all right, time for the third. 
And I don't know what happened, but the third one just did not hit. And I ended up not even finishing that one. I just felt like a complete lack of interest. Maybe because that particular movie hit a little bit too close to home. And one of the great things about rom-coms is how unrealistic they are. The third one was just a little bit too realistic. So I quickly turned that off and started watching a plethora of other really sappy rom-coms. I watched two rom-coms with Lucy Hale in it and I really like Lucy Hale, but these two rom-coms were just so difficult to watch. I mean, I don't even think I finished one of them because it was just too cringy. It was only worthwhile because Lucy Hale was in it. And what I found really interesting was that her character's name in the rom-com was Lucy. Like, how bizarre is that? <laughs> All this to say, the song I chose for today is Something Stupid, but it's not the original. This song, Something Stupid, is from Better Call Saul, and it's sung by Lola Marsh. I'll go into all this after playing the song, but I hope you enjoy listening. This is Something Stupid.
song backstory on this song number one I am obsessed with better call Saul I am that person that goes from watching the episode to the internet to get further analysis and audience interpretations to further understand what I just watched. My mind is not able to fully grasp the masterpiece that is Better Call Saul and I need viewers help to fully understand what I just witnessed. If you haven't watched Better Call Saul, I highly recommend the show. I think that you don't really need to watch Breaking Bad to understand it, but I think to get the most holistic viewing, you should watch Breaking Bad. However, I do think that Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. I know there are contrarians out there, but from my point of view, Better Call Saul is by great leaps. Is that the right metaphor? It's just so amazing. And I'm in this intro to dramatic writing course right now, and we are, or I guess one of the assignments is to write a script. and my script it's everything i've learned from better call saul i'm trying to channel in this one little script and i i can't even fit the amount of genius in to the script it's just impossible i don't have the expertise or the talent but writing this script has just been so much fun that was a tangent, but I actually wanted to choose this song, but an alternate version. There's this, I don't want to spoil anything, but in season five, they play this song and it's just an alternate version. I think it's still sung by Lola Marsh, but the scene where it plays is literally gut-wrenching. I was on the verge of tears. I was on the edge of my seat. Just so much emotion in the scene where this song was being played and they didn't have that version on Spotify so I used this version which is also very good but something about that version in Better Call Saul season 5 was just so much more impactful. I don't think the version in season 5 actually had words. I think it was just 
humming possibly just some vocals and the music in the background but the visuals were stunning and i know what you're thinking julia how can the song from better call saul highlight your new interest in love and romance and you know i would say it, it's kind of a stretch from how i got from my interest to the song well ultimately the song is a love song and i like when i'm telling you i had really no interest in love and romance i'm telling you it was bleak i did not want to hear a love song I did not want to watch a rom-com. Now I'm obsessed. How has February caught, like, where is Valentine's Day? I need it back. <laughs> I am a love fiend right now. And I think my fascination right now with rom-coms really was sparked by watching To All The Boys I've Loved Before. But I mean, I think it kind of goes deeper than that in the sense that I really do love love and with rom-coms they're just so silly to me I mean they're more so cringy to me than silly and I think that's what's so exciting to me about rom-coms is just watching them and getting that gut-wrenching feeling of oh my gosh is that character really going to do that or oh my gosh did they really say that I think that added visceral reaction really just seals the deal for me it's very exciting to watch a rom-com by yourself and when i say by yourself i mean you can just make all the witty comments that you want without anyone judging you i am that person that does talk during movies especially when i'm with someone even more so when i'm alone sometimes <laughs> i've had friends that don't like to converse during movies and i almost feel like i have a restraint on me when i'm around people that don't like to converse during movies but i just love the interaction the audience member has with the film they're watching it's it really creates a more vibrant experience and it creates that connection that an audience member has with the media that they're consuming. I don't know if it's the weather in New York. It's been, as I'm filming this, it's been pretty darn cold. However, the week prior, it was almost 90. It was amazing and I felt like a rebirth has just been ignited inside of me now that the weather has chilled down exponentially i still have this ignited new rebirth in me so i don't think it's just the weather that has made me feel very excited about love and romance but i am very excited for this new turn of page because i haven't felt these feelings since 2020 that's two whole years it's been so long and you know that kylie jenner quote it's like i feel like i'm starting to be myself again like that's kind of how i feel i used to be really hopeful and optimistic when it came to relationships and love and then that part of me died for a little bit but she's back and better than ever it's very exciting to welcome this side of me back again it's kind of like seeing an old friend it's really interesting because parts of me that i thought 
I didn't identify with anymore are slowly flooding back and <laughs> I feel I feel good about it in a in a way. I don't think that where I was as far as perceiving love and relationships was the most optimistic place and I would much rather be optimistic than pessimistic. You might be asking, Julia, why did that side of you die for two years? I would say that there were a lot of factors to it, partially COVID, the pandemic, the fact that everything was virtual and not in person, but also just realizing that what came with my excitement with love and romance stemmed from a place of full naivete. I had no experience in relationships, romantic relationships that is, and what you see in rom-coms are absolutely not the reality. And so kind of having that shattered for me in 2020 was very awakening to say the least. Now I would say that I have bounced back to a very naive, idea of romance and relationships partially because i have been consuming a lot of rom-coms but i would also say that i am so much more self-aware of myself who i am how i navigate through relationships now and i think that is good i think that learning from past experiences is so important and i think something i felt a lot when going through this personal realization was a feeling of embarrassment almost of like I should have known I should have done this instead feelings of regret would you ever I guess the way I would frame this if I were explaining this to my past self is if you were painting for the first time and you didn't know how to create what you saw in your mind and you start painting and it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, would you get upset at yourself? No, because you didn't know how to execute and how to properly use the tools to create what you imagined in your mind. I think life is like that in all senses. You, you really can't be too hard on yourself when you make a mistake. And I feel like with relationships, it's really easy to get really frustrated with yourself because not only are you involved in this situation but another person is too and especially when you're thinking about relationships you care about that person and you don't want to hurt them and you don't want to mess things up with them and there's all that added luggage of i mean in my case like self-perception and if they liked me and if i was enough all this stuff so there's all these things all these components factored in and it's still something i'm overcoming but even more so in the past i used to just be so guilty and so ashamed that i wasn't able to do what i thought in my mind i would be able to do and that is completely okay because I was learning and the best thing you can do is learn from your experiences and take those lessons into your future. Always know that you're not ever going to execute things perfectly and some things, some great things happen from mistakes. I know what I'm saying probably sounds like one of those optimistic quotes from Instagram that try to find the silver lining and everything and 
I want to say that it is completely okay for a situation to really just suck and not have any silver linings from it. That's okay. When I'm in situations where I feel like it just really is so terrible and I don't feel like I've learned anything from it, I don't feel like I've gained anything from it, what I always revert back to or think back to is that to live life is to embrace everything. At the end of the day, you're human, you have emotions, you have feelings. You need both light and dark to see things, to experience things, and you know what? It's just life. You're not going to live a life of just pure happiness and bliss. And the only way to really appreciate those happy moments is to experience the bad and recognize that the good is good when it's good. <laughs> and yeah, the bad can be really terrible sometimes, but that's okay, part of life. Something else I wanted to talk about in this episode that seems really random, but also in a sense relevant since we're talking about romance and relationships are my dreams. And what I mean by that is I have had two dreams in particular that I can think of that, well, first off, let me start by asking, do you think dreams mean anything? If not, fair, understandable. I can see where you're coming from. If so, listen on and let me know what you think because I have had two dreams that have really stood out to me because in these dreams, I meet my soulmate. I think that you can have multiple soulmates in your life. I don't think there's just one person for you. I think that you could have friends that are soulmates. You could have pets that are soulmates. But in these dreams, I know that the person I'm with is my romantic soulmate. I don't know the future. I don't know if I'm going to have multiple soulmates or not. But in these dreams, two dreams, I have met my soulmate and I don't it's really weird because like I can see their face okay it's really weird because in the first dream I had I couldn't really make out their face but it was their presence that made me feel like I knew that this was my soulmate and it made me feel and I don't really like saying that because I feel like that just sounds so rom-commy, like, of course you're going to feel emotions when you meet people, <laughs> but also <laughs> I can't explain it. Like in this dream, I just knew in my heart and I could feel it in my body that this person was my soulmate. And I remember telling myself when I woke up that <laughs> if I ever feel this feeling next to someone, I know that they are my soulmate. In the second dream, I was kind of able to see their face. I remember looking at them, but when I woke up, I couldn't remember what they looked like. But again, it was that same feeling in my body of, oh my gosh, this person is my soulmate. And what's really interesting is, is that in the second dream I had, it was how we met. And then in the first dream, it was kind of like a little further down the road of we were already together. I don't know if this is like a past self version of me trying to recall these. I sound so 
silly right now. But hear me out. I don't know if there's like a past life version of myself recalling memories, but I do know that my best friend and I, according to someone, long story short, my best friend and I knew each other in a past life where I was her husband and she was my wife and I died young and I was a writer. Let me know also what you think about the idea of past lives and I think that spirituality is something that's really fun to think about. I spoke about spirituality in a previous episode. I think that it can be really fun to think about, but I also know just thinking about how long Earth has been around and how, in comparison to how long Earth has been around, how short humans have. And so the idea of past lives and spirits, it doesn't seem too convincing, but it is fun to think about, especially with dreams too because I know that even in psychology there are areas of which where they do study dreams and what they mean. I think dreams are so fascinating. I love dreaming. If I don't dream at night, I would consider that I did not get a good rest. I only rest well when I have a good dream. I have had some not great dreams and I wouldn't say I slept very well with those but when I ha when I wake up with a good dream I feel great but that's really all I had to talk about on this episode I know it really wasn't a song analysis but it was a personal narrative exploration and I hope you enjoyed I hope you come back and listen to another episode thank you so much for listening have a great day bye